0: Welcome to another episode of the brand called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very accomplished professional, a former police officer from Alberta, Canada, Brian Livingston. Brian, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Thank you. Uh, Brian is the founder and CEO of My Guru Mentoring. As I mentioned, he's a former police officer, and Brian is on a mission to mentor 10,000 first responders to each create businesses worth at least $2.5 million by 2033. So, Brian, before we talk about My Guru Mentoring, tell me about your journey from being a police officer to founding your business.
1: You know, I, I think the best way to to start and understand why I do what I do is mm-hmm. is to understand, like, like I said, where my journey and where I came from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was probably about, you know, 25 years ago, I remember, you know, laying in bed at night. And for those who are first responders, especially, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll understand what I'm talking about. Now, this is you know, obviously, we're starting to date ourselves when uh, when I start talking about the old uh, alarm clock with the red numbers in the dark, <laughs> right? Yes. And I used to lay up at night, looking at the ceiling, and I can still actually remember. I can still draw out the water stain that we had in the in the roof in wow. the ceiling mm-hmm. of the room, and I remember doing that and rolling over and looking at at the light and just counting down the minutes until my next shift was happening because mm-hmm. I, I couldn't calm myself down enough to actually be able to, to sleep. And and I remember thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I can't believe these guys were correct. Mm. And what I mean by that is I, I had three very, what turned out to be significant events. Mm. Um, and And one was right after I became a police officer. And I, and this guy came up to me and uh, introduced himself to me. This is my first week out of police college and mm-hmm. I'm brand new and I'm eager. And he introduced himself to me and he goes, get out while you can. Mm-hmm. Now. just yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? This is, this is it. This is mm-hmm. great. And uh, then second of all, say, same week a guy walks up to me and he says, how do you sleep at night? Mm-hmm. And I said, awesome. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I, I don't have any problem sleeping. Everything's great. And he goes, well, that's going to change. Mm. And the third one was from my father. And, and my father said to me, he said, pick two people who you really think have it together at, at the, the police force you're with. Mm-hmm. And Pick them and and then, you know, imitate, right? Mimic and imitate, figure out what they're doing, because that's what you're going to do to be the most successful police officer you can be.
2: Mm.
1: And one year after I started with the force, it wasn't even what it was, sorry, not even it six months mm-hmm. after I'd started. And, uh, you know, some less than my first year. And the officer, I chose two officers. One eventually went on to be chief. So that was a a great choice. He's Mm an amazing individual. The other guy, six months after I started, took his own life. Him and I had lockers across from each other in the change Mm -hmm. room. Mm -hmm. And he took his own life with his his gun in the locker room right in between where him and I sat and got changed. Mm -hmm. And so I just, you know, I'm laying in bed going, man, I can't get calmed down. I, I, this job is awful. Uh, I can't sleep at night anymore. And one of the mentors that I chose mm. felt that the only way to get out was to take his own life, was the yeah. only way. And I was just like, I've got to get out. Mm. Right. And, and so, you know, I, I eventually, I did, I, I honestly, I didn't even know what I was really going to do at that time, Mm -hmm. but I, I got out and the biggest problem that, that I found, well, first of all, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I didn't have a plan in place. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and second of all, I didn't have a mentor was gonna be able to guide me through mm. what I needed to do now. Mm. And throughout my years post policing, I I, you know, I, I run into lots of people who are first responders. And I can really understand what they're going through because I I went through it, right? You know, I, I went to those fatalities. I, I went where you're literally having to like I had one accident scene I I went to where I had to measure two different body parts in order to do up my diagram of this accident scene. And, and, you know, so I I understand what they're going through. And, you know, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now is because they need to know that when they hit what I, what I refer to it as, or I refer to it as that, Point
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right they need to know that there is something out there beyond
2: Mm.
1: right because you know we're we're another 20 you know five years beyond where this was happening with me Mm. and obviously mental health has really much more come into the forefront Mm. i I still don't think it's enough Mm -hmm. but um especially in the first responder uh category of employment it's it's we've got to get your mental health straight yeah so that you can then come back to work correct right and well what happens with those people that can't come back to work Mm. right they they know that they just they can't put on that uniform for another day. Mm. They can't answer one nine, one more 911 call or, mm. you know, those types of things. They just, they can't do it anymore.
2: Mm.
1: What happens to those people? And and there's, there's really nothing out there that says, okay, well, you can't come back to us. So we're going to, here's the next steps that you need to do. Mm. And instead, they just tend to get dropped. Right mm. and and I I dropped myself. There there wasn't my my force actually started creating a mental health program because of me, mm. but it was subsequent to me, not not while while I was amazing. there.
0: Amazing, amazing.
1: So, how many yeah. years
0: did you spend in the in the police force?
1: Ah, uh, just under five. Okay, just and under then- five. It, it took me about three before it really started hitting me
0: wow and what are some of the common challenges brian uh, first responders face when transitioning to becoming entrepreneurs
1: um first of all the lack of uh, a plan right um it's it's one of the biggest things you know in anything in business right mm-hmm. or anything in life yeah. if you don't have a target right How, how are you, how do you know where you're going? Right. You you know, and then, then the question is, if you don't have a target, then we can't fill in how we're, how we're going to get there. Mm. So we, we, first of all, have to have them say, okay, this is where I need to get to. Is it going to be a side gig? Mm. Are they going to do it on their days off? First Mm. of all, are they close to retirement? Are Mm -hmm. they, there's all these different things that that we have to figure out. You know, do you have holiday time? Do you have bank time? You Mm -hmm. know, there's some officers that have like, I've got like a year and a half worth of bank time, Mm -hmm. you know, built up that they can use to leverage. Do they have a right? We need, the first step is we need to get a plan in place.
0: Mm -hmm. And what are some of the key steps that you follow in your mentoring process,
1: um, well, first of all, right off the bat, in terms of the mentoring, if you are not actively seeking mental health help, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna work with you if you need it, mm. because the first thing people have got to understand is I'm not a therapist. Yeah, I I'm, I'm not licensed in any way. Mm. Um, I I'm. I I would be doing a disservice to you to try right. and and do that so if if you're needing that you need to go and get that first correct. second of all is we've been like I said we've got to nail down the plan but we've got to figure out who you are right it, it's such a big big part I, I literally just did this with somebody yesterday mm-hmm. and we went through, You know, I said, "Who are you?" And they're like, "Well, what do you mean?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, are you a are you a mother? Are you a sister? Are you a daughter? Are Mm -hmm. you you know?" Because it was a lady I was talking, Mm -hmm. and you know, and then the next questions come in: Are you a police officer, Mm -hmm. right? Are you a fire? You know, do you work for the fire department? Are you an EMT, right? And and so by by building out this "Who are you?" list. Mm they suddenly start to see that this world that has been engulfed by their career Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is such a tiny part of who they actually really are as a person. Right. Right. And and so then then we start to expand their mind Mm -hmm. in terms of what real possibilities are out there Mm -hmm. because so many of them go, well, here's all my qualifications hmm. and they seem to feel that all of those qualifications means another job in a related career that they're already hmm. doing right right and and that's not good for them correct no, because they're, they're still going to run into the same issues so hmm. let's figure out who you really are let's figure out your skill sets and let's figure out what we can do with those skill sets, what are what are what are marketable, hmm. right? Interesting. Where can you do the most help?
0: Very interesting. And is this also uh, these steps? Are they part of your core philosophy behind your from broken to rebuilt program?
1: Oh, completely. Okay. i uh, completely. We you know another big part that that we've got to work on is we've got to work on your what we call your money mindset mm-hmm. right um i i actually uh, am part of uh, uh grant cardone's uh 10x uh certified coaches mm-hmm. who and there's there's you know a, a bunch of us throughout the world mm-hmm. and um you know one of grant's big things is you've got to get your mind right about your money mm-hmm. And and it was, you know, I was talking with somebody about this recently, and and the the, the guy said, I wish I would have known that 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, you know, dealing with, you know, with me, well, now we've got to get your mind right about your money. Well, Mm -hmm. hopefully, you've gotten your your mind right 20 years ago. Right. uh, uh, About your money, regardless as to what career you're in. Mm. You need to figure out once again, you know, where do I want to get financially and how am I going to get there so mm-hmm. that we can then reverse engineer mm. that process? So, mm. work with all of that with them as well. Because everyone's, if somebody's two years in, they're in a much different financial position than a guy who's already got a family of five, mm. for example. Right. So, yeah, that's another big part that we've got to work on.
0: And, and Brian, tell me, you know, what are some of the common misconceptions about entrepreneurship that you have encountered when you first start talking to so many first responders who you help?
1: Well, first responders are are really used to a salary, mm. and and that's part of what locks them them into their job, mm. is they they become dependent upon that, and. So they look at entrepreneurship and with this, what if mentality, it Mm -hmm. doesn't work, right? Well, Mm -hmm. first of all, if your mentality is that you believe it, it isn't going to work. Then You and I both know it's not going to work, right? Because you're going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. So the the biggest thing, you know, one of the biggest myths is that there's such a, a risk and to becoming an entrepreneur, well, first of all, there's risk everywhere in life. You, you can't get away from it, mm. but what we've got to do is realize that this potential risk mm. can come with a massive outsized reward to it.
2: Right. That is
1: well beyond anything that they could ever achieve in the career that they're, that they're currently doing.
2: Right. Mm, like, I
1: have one, one gentleman that, that I, you know, uh, helped guide, uh, you know, several years ago, mm. he makes six times what he was making back when he was an officer mm. and he takes more days off. He takes more vacations. He's, you know, he, he is just, I can't believe this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, so it, it's having the belief, mm. right, that it's possible, and understanding that the rewards—you've got to wrap your mind around mm. the reward, but understand that really money's just a number,
2: mm.
1: right? If and and you know, you you know this—if if you believe that ten thousand dollars is an outrageous number per month that you'll mm. never achieve, mm. you'll never achieve it.
2: Mm.
1: Right. But the difference between 10,000 a month and a hundred thousand dollars a month is a zero.
0: Correct. Right. You
1: Absolutely. know, and, and, and that's the biggest myth is there's so much risk mm. and that I think more than anything else comes from all of your, your friends who, you know, like even my father get, get a salary, get a pension. Mm. That was my dad's life and that was his guidance. Mm. Mm. right. So you have all these people that are you're going, well, I'm thinking I want to go out and start a business and they're going, oh no, businesses fail. What about your pension? What are you... Do you know what I mean?
0: Yep, yep, I'm with you completely. Yeah. My next question is that uh, you know, what are some of the strategies to balance business development? and personal well-being.
1: Well I I think first of all with that is you know obviously you've always got to find the right balance for you and your family. Right. Right. And and that's that's got to be important but you you know you need to everybody in your family needs to be involved with that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you know if you're if you're single then that's fine it's it's much easier to balance but you've got to figure out okay where are the priorities, right? Both personal and also with the business, because this business is not just affecting you, it's Mm. affecting your spouse, it's affecting your kids. Mm. And and to be the most successful you can be, you've got to really get a buy-in from your family, Mm. right? Everybody needs to be moving in the same direction. Right. Right you know sometimes that's going to be well today i've got to work a 12 hour day
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know um you know in in february i literally got to, not sorry february in december i apologize mm-hmm. um i literally got to turn my phone off from business for 2 weeks
2: mm-hmm.
1: right where i just you know we we got to go on a cruise and we were at disney world and mm-hmm. you know and i was just like you know This is my personal time, Mm. right? But it's important to have everybody knowing what the goal is Mm. and getting everybody on the same page.
0: Mm. Well said. Well said. My next question to you is that: How do you help your mentees identify their unique strengths? You know, they're coming out as being as first responders. You're telling them, asking them questions: Who are you? What do you want? What is your uh, focus on money, but how do you help them to harness some of their unique strengths?
1: Um, it really depends on on what those strengths are going to be. Right. Right. Um, and one of the biggest ones that you know, uh, coming away from from where they're at, is they've beaten themselves down
0: right. emotionally
1: they're beaten down physically they're they're beaten down mentally and and emotionally they're angry and they're upset and mm. they feel alone mm. no matter how you know caring your spouse and your kids may be they feel alone and and like i said it you know they're broken mm. right and and so the, the first thing is we've got to get them to believe in themselves again mm right that that's really you know very important let's let's believe in in you mm-hmm. let's believe that you can make things happen um I just had a meeting yesterday with uh you know a lady who makes she makes a thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. that's all that that's all that she makes mm-hmm. and you know I talked to her and and she just, she has this limiting belief about herself, mm. you know, and, and she's just oh, over the past 25 years of her life, she has gone from a 4.0 university grad uh, who is the number one salesperson in the company of about 700 people. Mm. And sometimes over the last 25 years from that, she's down to going, I'm nothing.
2: Mm.
1: right I'm, you know and and so I'm just like,, who are you? Mm-hmm. right? Let, let, you know, maybe it's who were you, but let's bring that back to the present.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's get them believing in themselves. And so then once we identify that, then we're going to tweak and we're going to work around what those, you know, what those skill sets are. Right. You know, but there's, you know, I, I say to some people, sometime I go, you know, cause I live in Alberta. We live in Northern Alberta. It's snowing. It's mm. minus 50 Celsius out here. Mm. You know, I, I say to some people, I go, do you have a strong back? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, do you own a shovel? Right. And I'm like, you just created a business, mm. right? It, it's not hard to see what's out there, mm. you know, but let's figure figure it out. So we've got to, you know, what's marketable for you.
0: Hmm. Fascinating. So I have time for two more questions for you. Sure. The next question is, what are the trends you are seeing in the types of businesses first responders are starting?
1: Um, You know, some of them uh, still go on to, uh, related roles mm-hmm. um, from from the career that, that they were back in, when they are a first responder. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, uh, a, well, a lot of them will actually go into um, something that's, you know, um, not like construction related. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, like, they know how to build houses. They know how to do, you know, repairs. They mm-hmm. understand engines. They you know, a lot mm. of them actually have developed a lot of knowledge mm. over that time. So, so we'll see a lot of them move into those types of of businesses as well, right. whether they to right. a garage or or whatever furniture mm. making. Like they, surprisingly, they have a lot a lot, of lot of skills.
0: Mm. Fascinating, Brian. My last question to you, and this is for Many, many, many people from around the world who will listen to our conversation and who will, you know, pick up a lot of very, very interesting points from your conversation uh, with me today. What would you say are a few lessons you would want to give someone starting off on their entrepreneurial journey?
1: Um, the biggest one, find a mentor, mm-hmm. right that that's the first one. And then you want to see what's successful Mm -hmm. and mimic and master it,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right? Model it, mimic, master. Because if what they're doing is being successful, then you can do it as well, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right? Mm -hmm. But the the mentor will help immensely because they're going to, you, you know, all so many traps pitfalls everything that i fell into business wise it would have been so helpful if i had somebody there that was going right don't don't do that <laughs> this yes. this is the end result of this and sometimes you're going to jump in anyways hmm. right yeah. you know but to have a guide you know and you know then find what's successful and model it
0: Amazing. And on that note, Brian, and your wonderful lessons, find a mentor. And the second one, which is so, so powerful, model, mimic, and master success. You know, I think that is so powerful. Thank you so much for speaking to me, Brian, about your own journey. What an absolutely fabulous journey you've had from a police officer. Thank you for sharing some of the pains that you went to and went through and how you actually encountered these and not only did you come out much stronger, but it's amazing how you have supported and mentoring so many other people, so many other first responders in being able to find their feet all over again. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciated speaking with you.
0: Thank you.